0: Yes, indeed, 7.06 on this Wednesday night. This is the night uh, you'd like to call in and ask your questions about your job, your boss, your employment, the workplace, workplace rights. That is what we've been doing for years and years on this radio show. Monday night, Wednesday night, weekend shows, Employment Hour and 30 on Global TV and CTV as well. We are all over your media, so make sure you catch us, some of the other shows. And in the meantime, you can uh, can email, quite simply, help at employmenthour.com is fine. And phone lines, look at that, already open, of course. Four CR 6400 star six forty on cell or if you prefer 225 talk that is toll free. We'll get to uh, fake news. I mean fake resignations. That's uh, that's how you put it, Lior which is pretty funny. We're getting that, <laughs> uh, to that topic in a minute here. A bunch of emails and of course phone calls have top priorities. So feel free to call in now. Don't be bashful and uh, and ask your questions. We always start with the week that was, brother. What is uh, what's going on in your desk?
1: Hey, uh, John, that's uh, another busy show hopefully tonight, mm-hmm. uh, answering a lot of questions. Certainly it's been a busy day, uh, busy first couple of days uh, this week uh, in, in that I've spoken with a lot of people, been answering a lot of questions by email uh, and hopefully making people feel a bit better about their workplace rights. So if you're ever in that situation, whether you're, you're in that situation now or you've been in a situation in the past where you had a workplace problem, you don't know what to do or you didn't know what to do, call us, let's talk, let's answer the questions. Maybe your boss did something to you today. You came in and they said something about changes to your job. But what does that mean? Can they do that? Maybe you were told your hours are going to be different. Or maybe the the business is being sold. Well, what does that mean? What are your rights? I'll tell you. Call us with those questions and much, much more. No problems. There's no bad questions. Happy to answer. And, of course, no problem. If you don't want to talk to me on air, uh, hopefully you want to talk to me uh, off air, we'll give you my contact information so you can call, you can email uh, and uh, reach out to me so we can chat. But week there was Johnny, a couple situations that came ac- across my desk over the past week or so. So uh, first one uh... I'll tell you about uh, involved a-, a constructive dismissal and uh, a bit of a unique twist to it, although a uh, constructive dismissal nonetheless. I spoke with a, a lady who worked for a-, a big financial organization and she had always worked for over ten years, uh... twenty-one hours a week, part time. Uh, over a three-day period, she worked for 20 hours, 21 hours in three days, 10 years, structured her life around it, uh, and, and was quite content to continue doing that. While she was off on a, on a short medical leave, and when she came back, she found out, well, wait a second, uh, 21 hours, yeah, you're still working 21 hours, but now we're going to spread them out over five days. So instead of working three days, you're going to work five days, same 21 hours. Well, this was huge to her. She didn't want to do that. She couldn't do that. She had no interest. She'd never done that before. Uh, And and she immediately uh, uh, went to her company and said, no, no, you can't do that. They said, well, too bad. It's within our discretion to change your uh, work days this way. So it's a done deal. Live with it. Well, she called me. And guess what, John? It's not within her employer's discretion to do that. In fact, they do not have the right to do that at all. Why? because an employer does not have a right to make significant changes to the terms of employment and working five days instead of three days is a huge deal now some people may have liked that some people may have said yeah actually it works better for me for her it did not so no they cannot make that change so what does yeah. that mean for her it means that she can do one of a few things she can either accept this and continue and start working now five days a week for 21 hours or if the company doesn't back off she can treat this as a constructive dismissal she can leave and require her employer to pay her severance even though they're not letting her go in fact they're saying no your job is right here same job just 5 days she can force the issue she can make them pay their pay severance and if she can't get them to back off that's exactly what she's going to do so very important reminder to to employees and employers out there that significant changes, even if you're keeping the hours the same, but you're changing the way the work week is gonna be structured, that is a change you cannot make if you're the employer. That is a constructive dismissal. If you're ever in that situation, you have to reach out to me right away.
0: And if she does accept or anybody, you, uh, you, for instance, accept that change for long enough, now it becomes part of your your terms of employment, right?
1: Well, yeah, so now, Uh. once she's working it for a while, she's gonna be stuck in that uh, new reality, but also she may have given them the right to do it again. Maybe now they're going to stretch 21 hours into seven days a week or move it to uh, four. or You know what I mean? So they can make other changes by, by her allowing them to make that one change. Mm-hmm. It's a big change. She's given them the right to do it again. So it's a bad idea to do that. You don't want to uh, have your work week you know, messed around and changed willy-nilly by the company. So if the company starts making that change, you have to, stay, uh, to take a stance right away.
0: 416-870-6400, star 640 on sell, and one talk Toll free to call in, ask your questions for the, uh, the length of this show this evening. What else you got going on?
1: So I uh, spoke with a gentleman who was uh, let go uh, recently, and uh, mm-hmm. interesting for him is that I, at first blush, it seemed like he was offered a, f- a fantastic severance offer. But uh, the devil's in the details, as they say. So he was let go after eight years, and actually he was offered 10 months of severance, which which is a fair offer for him. 10 months of severance after eight years, not unreasonable. Except once I started digging into it a bit more, I realized, yeah, no, no, it's not that good at all. Why? Well, this guy received a $15,000 a year bonus every year. He was let go about a month and a half before that bonus was paid. And the company didn't pay him that bonus for that year that he worked, and also didn't include it as part of the severance. So what does this mean for him? Remember the rule, John. A company has to account for bonus as part of severance. But they also have to pay you the bonus you accrue to the date of termination. So for him, he he worked 11 or so, 10 and a half months of a year, and he's owed the bonus for the 10-month severance period. That is about $25,000. That the company Jeez. owed him, over and above the ten-month salary that they offered him, so I'm gonna get him that twenty-five thousand dollars. And and I wanted to bring this up here because it's easy to focus on the number of months of yep. severance that you yep. get. It's very easy. I got six months. I got twenty-four months. I got something else. But it's not just that. Obviously, that's extremely important. But it's also what's included in it. Remember, salary, bonus, benefits, car allowance pension contributions. Mm. All those things and more have to be included as part of your severance. It's not just your salary. And if all those things are not included, that's a wrongful dismissal. For him, that this meant $25,000. For you, it may mean the same or more. So if you're let go, you have to get that advice. You have to make sure that everything is included, not just your salary.
0: By the way to reach out uh, get a hold of or and the team uh, when we 're not on the air here one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred help at employment hour uh, dot com is the way to uh, throw us an email. We'll try to get to some a little later in the hour here. And uh, for the remainder, please call in. you got open lines. We're wide open, ready for you to answer your questions and give you some some needed information for sure. It's always a smart phone call to make. 416-870-6400. Star 640 on cell. Fake news. I mean, fake <laughs> resignations, basically, is what we're talking about. It's trendy, don't you know? What do you mean by that?
1: Uh, Well, uh, I I, I thought I'd jump on the fake news bandwagon. We're not talking about news. We're talking about fake resignations. And and when we're talking about fake resignations, we're talking about a resignation that's not voluntary, that's not unilateral. A resignation that that someone does when, in fact, uh, they don't want to resign because they feel they do not have a choice. That is not a real resignation. It's a fake resignation or an involuntary resignation, uh, whatever that is, or a forced resignation, sometimes I call it. Bottom line is that the law only – if you stop working, it can be only one of two things, right? It can either be a termination or a resignation. So if someone forces you to resign or you feel you don't have a choice, you're not really resigning because you're not doing it voluntarily. At that point, it becomes a termination. So we want to talk a bit about this distinction between a real resignation and a fake resignation and also tell people what they can do if they ever find themselves in a situation where they're told they have to resign, they feel like they don't have a choice but to resign, what yeah. that means and what their rights are.
0: It's a good place to, uh, to step off from a good launching pad there. So what is a real resignation, and does one get severance if he resigns?
1: So a real resignation is something that someone does voluntarily. It's right. something that someone does unilaterally. So if someone decides they no longer wish to work for their own reasons, whatever that reason is, and because of that they resign, they don't feel like they have to, they don't feel they don't have a choice, it's something that they want to do for their reasons, better job, go back to school, whatever, then that's considered resignation. And that means that you're not going to get severance because severance is paid either when the company lets you go or if you resign because you have no choice. So if you resign... Uh, because you want to you're, You accepted another job You're going to go back to school uh, You're going to change career Maybe you're going to move uh, to a different city So you've, you've, you've left voluntarily Or maybe you've retired Yeah, It's time, You know, I've, I've hit a certain age, I'm retiring That's great, congratulations In that situation though, because it's voluntary Severance is not, is not payable by the company
0: We've, uh, you know, we've had phone calls and lots of emails in the past by people saying, you know, my boss is a bit of a, bit of a, bit of a rough guy, bit of a bully, and it's, it's, you know, it's come to light or it's come to head where he said, you know, I'll expect your resignation at 9 a.m. Uh, tomorrow morning, or you better resign or else. What's the fallout from that? What does that mean?
1: So, if you're put in a situation where you've been told resign or else, and you resign, well, it's you're not resigning because you woke up and decided you don't want to work there anymore. You're resigning because someone told you, "Hey, you're gone either way. You may as well resign." No, no. If you're gone either way, if the company's made the decision you're not working there anymore, that is a termination. It does not matter whether you say the words "I resign." Kind of like the whole independent contractor/employee thing. It doesn't matter if you call yourself an independent contractor. The law decides if you are. Well, it's the same thing with a with a resignation. The law determines if you've resigned, not what you said. The words that you used actually don't matter that much. If you left work voluntarily, resignation. No, you don't get paid. If you resign because your boss told you you have no choice, that is considered to be a termination, even though you may have said, I'm resigning, here's my letter. Okay, That is a termination, and because it's a termination, John, full severance has to be paid.
0: We'll get to uh tomorrow's uh here in just a minute. We're talking about uh fake fake resignations. First I want to bounce over the phones, get uh, get Stephanie online. Hey Stephanie, thanks for uh for calling in this evening. How are
2: you? Hi, good. How are you?
0: We're excellent. Uh, what's on your mind?
2: Uh can I tell you where I worked, the company? Is that allowed to can I say that on the
1: radio? Probably we don't need to hear that. That that's fine. Okay. Just kind of tell us generally.
2: Okay. I worked for a bank and I was yep. um uh, I was at the phone channel. Um, call center for seven years and I got my first case of tendonitis in 2016. I was on leave uh, for about four weeks and then I was able to go to a different contact, uh, uh, sorry, a different um, job for about a year and my issue was able to get better and then I had to go back to the call center and it kept coming back and my insurance company would let me go off for about a few weeks, and they're like, you have to go back. And so I, dealing with uh, my doctor and my naturopath and my massage therapist, they kept saying, well, yeah, we're helping you, but then you keep going back to work and your issues are not getting any better. So I kept um, trying to look for different work and asking the company, you know, is there anywhere you can actually, st- a different job? placement that you can give me and they said no you just have to keep applying meanwhile my tendonitis and carpal tunnel is getting worse because it's eight hours of nonstop typing and mousing so um my insurance company just declined my last short-term leave so I just decided to quit and um I'm not really getting like I, I've been told by various people I should have fought harder They should have been able to give me a different position but I'm not really sure what my right is on this.
1: No, absolutely, and that's that's a great question, It's it's a great call. So let's be very clear, if you have a medical condition that requires accommodation, the accommodation being finding you a different role that you can do, your employer, the bank, has a very strict legal obligation to make that happen. It's not enough for them to say, hey, it's up to you to see if you can find a, a, another position or it's up to you to apply to another position. No, yeah. they have to make active steps to find the position. And let's face it, a large organization like that is likely going to have some flexibility. It's likely going to have various places it can put you in to, to accommodate you, and they have to make that effort. If they don't, that is a human rights violation. That could be considered a constructive dismissal uh and so if if you resign as a result of your employer not accommodating you the law does not consider that to be a resignation it fits in perfectly with our topic today that is actually considered a termination because you're not leaving because you just don't feel like working there anymore you're leaving because your employer put you in a position where you don't have a choice especially when they didn't meet their own legal obligations so Hmm. that may be that's considered a termination how long have you worked there for
2: with the bank, I've been a thir- uh, 13 years.
1: So you could easily be owed a year's pay. So that's number one. Number two, we may even be able to deal with your insurance company that's not approving you for disability benefits. So bottom line is I want you to reach out to me as soon as possible Offer. We'll give you the number here in just one sec uh, because, number one, this sounds like a human rights violation, number one. Number two, a wrongful dismissal. And number three, potentially also an issue with your insurance company that we can deal with. Uh, so a lot to talk, a lot to discuss, and I want to talk to you off air.
0: Stephanie, appreciate the call. Here is that number, one 855 821 Again, one 821 Taking a short break. Scott, I see you there. Hang on. We'll get to you next and your calls as well, Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star 640 on sale. Wednesday night edition, Employment Hour, Global News Radio. You sure are, and the way to get through is simple, 416-870-6400, star 640. On your cell, one talk is toll-free. Taking your calls, answering your questions till around 10 to 8 tonight. In that regard, we'll get to, uh, to Scott. Scott, thanks for uh, hanging on there, fella.
3: How are you tonight? I'm good. Uh, quick question. Um, non-compete clauses. If you had one in your agreement and you signed that agreement, um, but then ended up going to work for a competitor how and and then they cut you off uh, off of your severance uh, what are the ramifications, like what what are the next steps and what are what what are you able to do about that
4: hmm.
1: so first of all a company cannot not pay you severance uh, because because uh you've reached a non-compete unless of course your severance agreement itself contained a non-compete so if your severance agreement said we'll pay you severance as long as you work for a competitor then then that's what you've agreed to right and and that's something that you should never agree to but if you did then then they can cut you off the thing to remember about non-competition obligations is that they're generally not enforceable for most people except for the most senior people but that doesn't stop a company from trying to enforce it. So potentially there could be legal action against you if you've just kind of ignored the non-compete and decided to go work for a competitor. I hope not. Uh, it's not something that they'll be successful in, but they could still kind of make your, your life, you know, uncomfortable, if you know what I mean, by taking legal action against you. But very important to to always uh, have those severance packages reviewed because why would you uh, agree to avoid working for a competitor in exchange for the company simply paying you what they owe you, right? So uh, it's not not unusual to see this, but something that you, someone shouldn't uh, should never do.
3: Thank you.
0: All right, Scott, appreciate that. We're going to move on to uh, to Ian. Ian, thank you for uh, for calling in. How are you tonight?
3: Very good, and thank you very much for taking my call. I I wasn't sure if uh, my call was important enough, but I've been informed that it's a valid concern. Um, I work I work in a call center. Uh, We employ approximately 50 people. We do sales inside, uh, sorry, inbound, outbound. Some get commissioned, some don't, hourly, pay. Um, We are in a situation where several of us have received termination notices, and we've been there four to six years. And because a new program came on board and they hired new people for it, and our program is finishing, they said, that's the end of your time here. And they will move forward with the people they just hired in the last two months is, am I being dealt with fairly? So you received
1: advance notice of the termination of your employment? I
3: received the notice today for three weeks from now that I am terminated. So the termination itself is
1: legal in the sense that they're allowed to let you go regardless of what we may think of the fairness they're allowed to let you go what's not right what what actually does make this a wrongful dismissal is if all they're giving you is 3 weeks notice and nothing else yeah no that's that's nonsense if you've been there somewhere between 4 to 6 years you could yes. easily be owed about 6 months severance or notice which means if they owe you if they give you 3 weeks notice they have to make the difference up between the 3 weeks and 6 months by way of payment by way of severance so if you don't get that you've actually been wrongfully dismissed so it's, not so it's not really about the reasons and, and how they got to make this decision. It's okay. about the fact that you're owed much more than three weeks' notice. So uh, what you need to do uh, in, in this situation is you need to reach out to me as soon as possible. I want to find out a bit more about your job. I want to see the notice that they gave you about the termination of your employment. Let's, mm. let's get this resolved. You could easily be owed six months, pay potentially more also depending on age, et cetera. Okay. Uh, and it, that absolutely sounds like a wrongful dismissal.
3: Fantastic, and uh, if I can ask you uh, very quickly as well, um, the fact uh, that they're bringing in other people is irrelevant, is that correct?
1: No, I mean, hypothetically speaking, they can say, you know what, we can bring these people and pay them less. I mean, that's not a nice thing, it's not fair, but it's not illegal. They can bring Uh, in other people. as long as they pay you what they owe you on the way out, they would have complied with their obligations. In your case, it certainly sounds like you owed significantly
3: more. I appreciate that. And uh, the number I can get off the other fellow?
0: I will give it to you uh, right now, Ian. This is the number. It is uh, 1-855-821-5900. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. 821 5900 Reach out ASAP. And uh, drop an email as well. Always a good plan. Help at employmenthour.com. Thank you for your uh, your phone call. Still lots to go here. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. That is why you call in, you get answers, and uh, you get the ball rolling in a big way. Jesse, thanks for hanging on. How are you?
5: Oh, I'm very good, thank you. How are you doing tonight?
0: We are, uh, we're doing, uh, we're groovy. What's uh, What's your concern?
5: Okay, my concern is I've been employed for a private college for two years, working tw- over 21 hours occasionally, but my schedule is 21 hours. But the school has uh, no enro- new enrollment, and they're cutting back my hours and kind of switching things up. What are my rights in regards to... Uh, pay structure like uh you know getting paid now
1: so are you a part of a union no okay so if your hours are changed or being changed or your compensation is being changed you, you don't have that your employer does not have a right to do that absolutely not which means you now have a choice you can accept these changes as as they are described to you or if you don't like them, you can say, no, I'm not accepting them, and you could potentially leave with severance. In other words, you can treat that as a termination or, or as we call it, a constructive dismissal. Now, how um, many years have you been there for? Two years.
5: It was It's two. a part-time position, but it's 21 hours. To me, it's not part-time.
1: Hmm. Sure. No, I get it. And, and how old are you?
5: I'm in 60.
1: So you would be owed around four months of pay, okay? About four months of pay is what you would be owed based on your, your average earning, and we know you were earn 21 hours a week so we can easily uh, work 21 hours a week we can calculate that so if you decide not to accept these new changes that they're implementing you would have the right to treat that as a termination you would have the right to, to treat that as a constructive dismissal and leave with severance so what you have to decide is what's better for you before you make the decision before you say that's it i'm out of here here's my uh, my letter saying i'm gone i want you to speak to me off air i don't want you to leave i don't want you to quit before you and i've had a chance to speak off air
5: yeah i don't want to quit because i you know i want to see what they're going to do because today wasn't a good day
1: right like no I, I hear you i hear you so you can you can no see what they're willing to do but ultimately if the changes that they're implementing are not ones that you're comfortable with you do have the option to leave with severance
0: jesse here is that number i'll give it to you as well one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. you can call your and his team and uh, carry on with uh, some more in-depth answers uh, when it comes to your particular matter. Mark, uh, thank you for hanging on. Good evening.
3: Hey, Leora. Hey, doing? Mark.
0: Good, Bill. What's up?
3: Yeah, doing well. Hey, Leora. Great day for talk radio. Always.
0: <laughs> you bet.
3: Yeah, i got a question for you. I have uh, some uh, friends who work for a gas station, and one of the gentlemen who worked for seven years, they sold the, the business, and the, and the uh, owner said, uh we don't pay severance, we're not a big company. And uh, he was told about maybe a month before they sold it. Uh, as the month ended uh, today on, you know, like for September, uh, now it's a new month, September, the new owners are there and they're basically looking for a job and no compensation or, or severance was paid. Is that legal? So
1: so I'm not trying to understand, is your, your friend out of a job or is he working with the new owners? Uh, no, he's out of a job. Okay, so if he's out of a job, he's absolutely owed severance. He's been there for four years. And how old is your friend?
3: Seven years. Seven years.
1: Seven years. I'm sorry. Yes. Oh. And and how how old is your friend? Oh, he's about fifty-seven. So he'd probably be owed nine months pay, give or take, eight to nine months of pay is what he would be owed. So not only does he get severance, of course he gets severance, by the way, everyone gets severance if you let go. Uh, He easily get up to nine months of pay. So your friend has to give me a call. There's no reason for him to freak out. There's no reason for him to be concerned. This is going to resolve easily, but he is owed that compensation. I'll be happy to help him get it
3: yeah after the, the the business is sold do you still have any track ability to 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 get the compensation out of the guy or is he gone? absolutely no, of course
1: you can but yep. you, you don't want to sit on this because you don't want the guy to take the money and move to uh, some some foreign country with uh, different laws right so <laughs> yeah. uh so yes, time is probably not on your friend's side but you absolutely can deal with it and I'd be happy to help him so connect him with me as soon as possible okay
0: Mark, appreciate the call. Uh, it is uh, 1-855-821-5900. one That is to get a hold of Lior and uh, continue on with this matter for uh, for your pal for sure. Or help at com is the email address. We were talking about the fake news. We're talking about fake resignations, actually. Um, you know, it's funny. Someone, I think it was Jesse, who just said that. Someone's having a bad day, and they resign in the heat of the moment. They get home, they go, oh, you know what? That wasn't a good idea. Then what happens?
1: Well, first of all, you, you know, this actually happens a lot more often than you think. Uh, I've spoken with a few dozen people in my 17 years of doing this that resigned, quote-unquote, in the heat of the moment. Uh, something happened. They had a bad day. Maybe uh, they, they just, you know, were fed up with how they were treated. Whatever it was, uh, they, they, they the said those words, man. I'm out of here. Okay? And they got <sighs> their stuff and they left and they felt good about it, except a couple hours later they realized, holy cow, what did I just do? Uh, Well, here's the thing, the law understands that sometimes things are said or done in the heat of the moment that you don't really mean. So what does that mean? That means that a heat of the moment resignation is not really a resignation because you didn't mean it. It wasn't something that you put a lot of thought into it. You didn't do it purposely. It's heat of the moment uh, type stuff. So if you've resigned in the heat of the moment, you have the ability to take it back. And if you take it back or, or try to take it back and the company won't let you, they say, no, no, I, I heard you say you've resigned. At that point, it becomes a termination. So even though you're the one that said, I'm out of here, you're the one that packed up your stuff and left. If you t- take it back and you have a short window to take it back, if you take it back and they won't let you, John, that becomes a termination and the individual is owed their full severance.
0: When you say short window, if I call back in six months say, hey, uh, you remember that time that I kind of <laughs> told you to go... You know, am I still here? No, that's too long, right? Yeah, that that's too
1: long. Even if it was six weeks, probably even six days, maybe a bit long, probably on the high end. We're talking about a few days, okay? If you can take it back within a few days, and the sooner the better. If you take it back the same day, you're golden, okay? But certainly, if you take it back within a few days, and they won't let you, that that becomes a termination. Now, if you take it back, Hmm. you know, weeks or months or whatever it is later, even though the initial resignation may have been hit at the moment at that point it's too late to trigger yeah. that termination situation it has to happen right away
0: 416-870-6400 star 640 on sale. still plenty of time for you to call in and ask your questions like we've had so many good ones on the show tonight as we do uh, every night here talking about resignations fake ones when it's not real people uh You know we've had calls in this regard as well they're often concerned that it's better off to have resigned than to be let go because it looks bad if i'm fired so i'm just going to resign because you know it, it has more of a shiny image to it should they be concerned about that and where are they going wrong with that thinking yeah
1: it's something that i hear often uh you know i resigned because i didn't want to be terminated and and you know is it better for me to resign than to be terminated uh and that is false that is not true why because Uh, There's no record of, you know, people think there's a record. Oh, my God, there's a record. Somewhere it's going to say that that I was let go. No, no, no. There isn't a record. Uh, There isn't a database where these things are logged. No, not at all. And if you don't want to resign, if you uh, are not resigning voluntarily, don't resign. By resigning, quote-unquote, when you don't want to, you're making it harder for the company to, uh, or harder for yourself to get the severance from the company. So if the company doesn't want you there, let them terminate you. Now, the exception to that is is a situation where you've done something terrible, something very bad. You've stolen, you committed fraud, you you sexually yeah. harassed someone. In that situation, the company has cause to terminate you. So, yeah, you may as well resign because you wouldn't get any severance anyway. But if you haven't done something that bad, and mm. the company says you should better, it's better for you to resign. You should say no, no, it's not. Uh, I'm not resigning.
0: You want to reach out further on this topic? It's easy. Lots, of, lots of time and lots of uh, chances for you to do so. Help at employmenthour.com to email or call one eight five five eight two one. Fifty nine hundred. Still got some time to call us here uh, on the air and ask your questions as well. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on sale. I want to slide down an email from uh, from Beth that just came in. She says my husband works in construction. He has never been laid off in ten years, but his employer just gave him a notice of layoff, saying he may be called back to work in May. Maybe. What can he do? May. <laughs> my God. Yeah, he he may be. Well, no, no.
1: It does not work that way. And this is uh, something that we deal with often on the show, and I certainly deal with this often in in my office, but construction. And and, uh, employers believe, employees believe uh, that it's kind of the Wild West when it comes to construction as far as employment laws are concerned, that really there's no laws, you're not covered, you're not protected. Nonsense. Certainly when it comes to severance, that is nonsense because the same laws apply to you. If you lost your job, you get the same amount of severance. If Mm -hmm. your job changes, it's constructive dismissal. And when it comes to layoff, a company, an employer, does not have the right to just lay you off temporarily, even in construction. Now, if that was a term of employment, if you've always been laid off temporarily that was understood, that you're going to be off, let's say, over the winter and get called back in the spring, then that's fine. They're allowed to do that. But if in this situation, 10 years, he has not been laid off and now they want to lay him off, the fact that it's construction does not matter. So he has a right to treat his employment as being terminated, done, over, and get severance. And after 10 years of employment, yeah, he could, depending on his age and uh, specifically the type of job, he could be owed a year's pay. He could even be owed more than a year's pay. So remember, if you're in construction, if you lost your job, that is a termination you're owed severance. If you've been laid off temporarily for the first time, that could absolutely also be a termination entitling you to severance. So, no, you still have rights if you're in construction. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise.
0: Going to get Rick's uh, phone call on the air here in just a minute. Uh, Frank emailed quickly and said, you know what, my, uh, my, my, my former employer found out that I'm working for a competitor of theirs and is now threatening to take legal action. You got any advice? Well, first thing is
1: you got to dig out the copy of your employment agreement yep. and see, yep. is there uh, a term in that employment agreement with the previous company saying that you're not going to work for a competitor? Because if you did sign something like that, that's a problem, Frank, because it may not actually be legally enforceable, but nothing's stopping your former company from suing you for it because of it. And yeah, ultimately, they'll probably lose that lawsuit. But in the meantime, your life can still be made pretty pretty nasty and miserable. So So you want to see that if there isn't a non-compete obligation then we can simply tell your employer to back off now if you did sign a non-compete one of the things we can do and i would get involved if you want me to to do that is to assure them that you're not going to steal their customers you're not going to reveal their trade secrets and to, to back off because of that in many situations if you provide that assurances to to the former company, they will back off. But you, what you should not do is just ignore the situation. Burying your head in the sand is not going to work. If you bury your head in the sand, you're going to find yourself on the receiving end of a lawsuit.
0: And, Rick, thank you for hanging on. As promised, uh, your question is is on now. What's uh, What's going on, pal?
4: Oh, yes. I work as a software engineer for a company. And what happened was uh, my manager in January asked me to switch positions, and I told him I wouldn't switch positions because he asked me. He told me essentially he wanted me off his team. I told him no. So what happened was I made a mistake on something, and he put me on a performance review plan. So every little while he had a little issue with me to the point where my director finally stepped in. My director told me that I have an option, that either I take a lower-paying position or they're going to terminate me because my performance review is very bad, the way that my manager has um, documented everything. So I refused to sign the, posi- the new contract, but they told me I had no option because my review was extremely bad. So I felt I had no option, so I signed the contract to take a lower position. And that that's when they informed me that my pay would be cut by 50%, and so mm-hmm. was my bonus. So I was stuck in the position. I was, like, so upset. I was, like, you know what? I can't do this anymore, so I resigned from the position. So I'm wondering if that's considered as constructive dismissal.
1: And how long ago was that? This is
4: uh, three weeks ago now.
1: Okay, and how long did you work in that new position?
4: I worked at the, the new position. I worked there temporarily, but for the company, I worked there for two years.
1: For two years. Okay. So, yes, this is absolutely a constructive dismissal. Even if you signed that contract, it's clearly you didn't want to, you signed it because they told you if you don't sign, you're, you're out of here. And by the way, uh, that, that, it certainly doesn't sound like there's cause to let you go. If there was cause, they wouldn't be offering you another job somewhere else. That's silly. So, yes, this is a constructive dismissal. Uh, this is not something they're allowed to do to change your job and certainly to reduce your pay by 50%. That's ridiculous. That's not even close. There's no possible way that they could do that so even after two years what kind of a job and how old are you
4: i'm a software engineer and i'm 39
1: so you'd be looking at about four months pay is what i would assess you at uh about four months pay uh that's what your your severance would be because the law would consider this to be a constructive dismissal or a termination so I want you uh, to reach out to me, Rick, off air. Let's let's have a, a more in-depth chat. I want to understand more about your role before, your role after. I want to see the agreement that you signed. Uh, and on that basis, I'll be able to to help you move this forward.
0: Appreciate it, Rick. I want to get Al in here quickly before we uh, wrap up. Al, how are you? you got about a minute or two. What's, uh, what's going on with you?
4: I'm good. Thank you for taking my call. I just had a general sure. question. Uh, I work in the transport business. I'm a professional trucker for a company here in Ontario. So um, I've been working with them for a year right now. And we pick up loads from anywhere from FedEx to UPS to Pure Letter. But there's this one specific company that we go pick up uh, empty beer cans. And I've already told my boss, due to religious purposes, I can't pick up that to give me a different load. So he's not making a um, religious accommodation for me. And I wanted to know. He's, I, I told him I can't do that. He said I'll have to quit.
1: So oh. as far as you're aware, th- th- there would have been other, or there are other loads, other routes that they're able to give you? Yeah. Okay, then a company absolutely has an obligation to accommodate. If it's a, if it's a valid and legitimate religious requirement or religious know, prohibition, if you will, that you can't do that particular load or pick up those particular items, then they have to accommodate, uh, even if it's not easy, they still have to accommodate, and their refusal is a human rights violation and can also be considered a constructive dismissal. So the question you have to ask yourself is, are you interested in, in you know, engaging them in potentially a legal process? If you are, I can absolutely help you. Uh, all you have to do is call me off air or email me, and let's sit down and, 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 and talk about this and get it, uh, done, get it done.
4: Okay, because I wanted to press my manager more, but I figured if I press him more, he'll probably... Reduce my hours and say, okay, since you don't want to do that, and they have multiple loads that they can pick up from anywhere else. Well, you know
1: what? It could be as easy as me sending them a letter, giving them the the proverbial kick in the pants. Let me do that. Reach out to me out there, and let's uh, let's see if we can get this problem solved for you.
0: Al, appreciate that call, and don't hesitate to uh, to follow up. Same thing with you, Rick. Here's that number, 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmenthour.com. If you haven't checked it out yet, you ever want to find out what your severance is worth, severancepaycalculator.com. Back here on the weekend, of course, with this show and Employment Hour in 30 happens on Global TV and CTV on your weekend mornings. Check us out. You can see our mugs on TV. That's not scary enough. The information's still great, so make sure you check it out. One eight five five again 821 5900 to reach out to Leo. That is it for the Employment Hour for now. Stick around, though. On Point with Alex Pearson returns right here on Global News Radio.